0: don't need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look. Be your own interior designer with big design, small budget. Here's your host, Betsy Helmuth. On today's episode, we are discussing secret storage. Hi, everyone. I'm Betsy Helmuth. This is Big Design, Small Budget. It's another rainy day here on the East Coast, so I hope you can hear all of my secrets over the sound of the pelting rain on my windows. So guys, today I'm revealing some of my favorite places to stash your stuff. I can't wait to dive in. Welcome to this week's podcast. All right, everybody. We all have storage issues. I don't care if you live in a house or a small apartment. A lot of us struggle with where to put our stuff. So let me share some of my favorite finds with you guys. My first favorite find is a full length mirror that doubles as a lockable jewelry box. So they sell these jewelry mirrors. You can just Google jewelry wall mirror. On lots of different websites. My favorite one happens to be on overstock.com for $131, but they have others from Bellacore for like $225. There are some really beautiful options out there. And the thing I love about it is not only is it a wall-mounted full-length mirror, which is like the Chubacabra. It is so hard to find a decent full-length wall mirror that's not leaning on the floor. Or so small when you hang it up that you only get a three-quarter view of yourself. The ones that are available look like they cost under 20 bucks from Home Depot, and generally they cost just a little bit more than that, and they're from Target. So finding a good full-length mirror is just more challenging than it ought to be but I love this one because it does double duty. It opens like a door and then inside you have all your hanging necklaces, you have room for bracelets and earrings, and it's just a really big space that doesn't take up too much space. No more than uh, just a regular mirror would except it projects a little bit farther. I think it's a four inch projection from the wall. So I really love these even for a kid's room, certainly for a master. It can be a game changer for my clients in terms of getting that double duty storage. The other thing that I love to do, you know I love me some baskets. I do love baskets. Now, I'm not a huge fan of under bed storage, especially those plastic tubs, but places like Pottery Barn have really great under bed storage baskets. Typically, they're on little wheels so you can push them in and out. And I love the fact that you're seeing this nice texture under the bed. You're making use of that storage area and yet it doesn't feel like it's shoved in Tupperware. And plus, then on the sides, you can't see what's inside. So it's not unsightly as you're walking down the hall to your bedroom. So I really love baskets, especially the under bed variety. I also love putting baskets on bookcases, especially deeper style bookcases because of course you would not want your basket to overhang the shelf that it's on. But when I am using baskets on bookcases, I tend to gravitate towards ones that have lids. I may not necessarily want to see all the cords that I keep in one basket, or all the random photos, or the kids' toys, or the pet toys. So I like putting a lid on baskets because you still get that nice organic texture that feels a little bit less structured but then the lid gives it that structure and kind of cleans up the lines and i do love getting lidded baskets at west elm they also have some great options at pier one And then, you know, next to the door, next to my entry console, I have a really big dip-dyed basket that I got from Target where I put my kids' sporting gear. So I have them throw their balls, their bats, their gloves right into that very large – it's probably 18 in diameter, 30 inches high – dip-dyed basket. They know it's kind of a visual cue not to bring those things in the house, but also we always know where to find the soccer gear. We just head right to that basket. So when he comes home from practice, he just throws it all in there. Love it. Love me some baskets. The other thing that I'm a little bit addicted to is upholstered storage. Yes, I have a problem with storage ottomans. And A lot of my clients don't necessarily use them effectively. They get them without having a distinct purpose in mind. So don't just buy storage ottomans hoping that maybe you'll find something to put in there. Really buy them with intention. For instance, in between my sectional, which you can see on my website, affordableinteriordesign.com, go right to the portfolio page and you'll see the Westchester um, home. You will not only see lidded baskets, but in between my sectional, rather than having a coffee table, I have a big round upholstered ottoman. Inside that ottoman, I have packed it filled with all the books that my kids and I like to read before bed at night. So we just lift up the ottoman lid and only books are in there. So it doesn't get too craptastic. It doesn't just become a place where random stuff goes to die. I really bought it with this intention in mind. And it works so well for our family. They lift it up, grab their books, we snuggle up on the couch, prop our feet up on top of the ottoman, and dig in for some good reads. The other place in my living room where I have a storage ottoman is right next to the entryway. So, I have a bench where my kids can sit to take off their shoes or put them on, but let's keep it real. They never actually do that. What happens is their book bags, their jackets get thrown on top of the bench, which is perfectly fine. But inside, I have things that I don't use all that often, but are meant for outside. For instance, I have the dog coat and dog booties for when it's cold. I have extra leashes. I have some seasonal gear that we only wear sometimes. So it's just for that stuff that I don't always use, but still need to be right next to the door. So storage benches. There's so many great ones out there. I personally prefer, if you're going to get a rectangular storage bench, that you don't get the one with the one large lid. Rather, you get ones that have the lid split in two on the rectangle. That way, when you flip them over, they each have an individual tray. So you can put your feet up. And have a drink because one side is upholstered and the other side is the tray. I made the mistake in our movie room of getting the one large rectangular ottoman with the one large tray when it flips over. And unfortunately, then we have to choose whether we want to put our feet up or whether we want to have a sturdy place for our drinks And I will tell you, the sturdy place for the drink always loses out. Instead, we keep it plopped over to the upholstered side every time and wind up rolling the dice that our drink won't topple off the upholstered side, which works about 80% of the time. 20% of the time, there's diet soda soaking our carpeting, or in my case, wine. So so take my advice. Go to overstock.com. Get the Broadway Upholstered Storage Ottoman. It comes in pleather, which I'm not always opposed to, but it comes in some nice color pleather options. And that way, if you do spill your wine, if you do spill your diet soda, you can just wipe off that pleather and still have a light color. Unlike a fabric upholstered storage ottoman where you would have to get something in a medium or dark color to conceal those potential stains. So that's a little TMI about my upholstered ottoman addiction. Let's talk about going vertical. So I love using bookcases. Now, of course, I love using bookcases because I can really climb that wall and get the maximum amount of storage. But the other reason that I love using bookcases is I want you to think of a panoramic landscape of New York City. Imagine that you're in a souvenir shop and you are so drawn to this urban landscape. Do you know why you're drawn to that urban landscape? Because there's undulation. There are things that are high. There are things that are low. There are things in between. If everything was to be high, it wouldn't be an interesting picture. If everything was to be low, it would be a panorama of Missouri, which I lived in for many years. So uh, that's where I'm from. Don't worry. I'm not dissing Missouri, but there's not too many people out there buying panoramic landscapes of suburban Missouri. The reason is everything is on the same level. What makes a landscape interesting is that undulation highs and lows. So that's what I want you to be doing when you are furnishing each room. Think about it as a landscape and ask yourself what is high what is low if everything is at the height of three feet which is typically the height of a sofa the height of an armchair the height of a tv console if everything is at that height or below it's a pretty uninteresting room so make sure that you get furniture items that are tall and then they can also do double duty and be your secret storage So I love those bookcases, I love tall cabinets, like the Besta series from Ikea that I can stack and stack and stack to infinity and really like make my room look so high. I also love getting leaning ladders. I have one in my office, and on each rung, I have hung a different design magazine. Uh, You can also use each rung for a different throw blanket. So there's lots of different ways. In a bathroom, you can use the rungs for towels and washcloths and hand towels. But I do like those ladders, and they're so, so affordable. Again, secret storage. And they emphasize your room's beautiful height. Now for shoes, there's a couple things I like to use. You know from my chat with Anna Bauer of Sorted by Anna that I do love those expandable shoe racks because when you move or if you have a smaller closet or are taking it to a broader area, you just pull it out, open it up, and they have such affordable options at places like the Container Store or Walmart.com. Just Google expandable shoe rack. You can get them for under $30. But what I find really helps me in communal spaces is a shoe cabinet. I like one that has doors that I can open, but also I am not that disciplined and my family's not either. So we need open shelving where we can throw our shoes the minute we walk in. And then those doors are for shoes that we don't wear as often, rain boots or hats or sunscreen or things that are also meant for outside, things that we're also gathering while we take off or put on our shoes, but things that we don't necessarily use every single day. My favorite storage cabinet happens to be at Overstock. It's the Westgate Oversized Entry Cabinet. It's really affordable, under $250, and it has been a game changer, a lifesaver for many of my clients. Personally, I got the Besta series from Ikea, and I used their modular pieces to create the entry cabinet of my dreams. Again, exposed shelving at the bottom. We each have a shelf where we put our shoes, and it's clearly labeled with my other favorite item, the label maker. But then at the top, I have installed doors on it so that way we can each have a basket inside that has our personal mittens, our scarf, so that way there's an immediate landing place whenever we get home. So that's what helps to keep my family sane. Well, actually, they wouldn't care if it was messy. That's what helps to keep me sane, more importantly. Um, let's talk about something that's really big right now that I was not that into, but my designers helped me to see the light and that is the pop-up coffee table. So the pop-up coffee table has a lift top that then you can eat off of. They tend to be like a boxy rectangle. And inside, it's kind of an open void where once you've lifted the top so that you can eat on that higher level, inside you can see there's plenty of storage. Some of my clients use that storage for placemats or for extra emotes. Um People that live in a studio like to use it for silverware. That way, everything that they use for dining is right there on the coffee table where they eat since they don't have a table. My designer's favorite lift-top coffee tables happen to be from West Elm, but there's also some even more affordable versions on Wayfair, and I have seen them work for our clients time and time again. So now I'm a convert. Now I'm a fan, whereas before I was like, "Ugh, is it really worth it? It looks a little bit clunky, but it saves the day for so many of my apartment-dwelling clients. The other thing that I am a huge proponent of are lift-top beds. Now, we've all seen the beds with storage underneath in terms of the drawers, but I just don't think it's that effective because it's hard to get under your bed each day for the drawers. It's hard to bend down that far to see what's in there. I could see using that underbed storage with the drawers for out-of-season clothes, for extra shoes, but I really can't see it for day-to-day socks and underwear. What I prefer in terms of a bed storage is the lift-top bed. Oftentimes it's hydraulic, and you just reach from the foot of the bed and lift it up like a big trunk. Inside the storage is so huge, there's just a big area if you think of the entire footprint of your bed. One of my clients in Harlem used it to store his photography equipment. Another one of my clients in Soho used it to store his skis. One of my clients in the West Village used it to put his collapsible bike. So there are so many options. Now, they do tend to be a little bit more expensive than just a normal bed, typically between $800 and $1,300, but you know, that's not really that much off target for a bed and I really love the ones at Overstock because they are so affordable and do have good reviews, but they also have nice options at West Elm. Now, something that I don't love in terms of these beds is you want to be careful to watch for the reviews because I have had a client who was worried about sagging, but he got the king-size version and did ultimately have problems due to the lack of support in the middle. So personally, after hearing of his experience, I would stick to a twin, full, or queen lift-top bed and maybe shy away from the king one unless it has a lot of amazing reviews. So now we are going to go to commercial break. And when I come back, we are going to have a segment that is storage frenemies. Storage pieces that my clients and my fans have thought would be really great, but then when they actually get it, not so good storage to avoid coming up in our next segment do you love learning about design do you wish you could take a deeper dive into the topics we discuss every week on my podcast you can i offer online design classes just head to the website BigDesignSmallBudget.com and you can check out my online classes there. I offer three different courses, one in Feng Shui, one in styling, and one that focuses on furniture selection, size, etc. Choose from those classes or take all three and get a copy of my book for free. Each class is $40 or get that combo pack with the book, three classes, and the book mailed to your home for $90. Mention promo code podcast to get 15% off your entire order. Check out my classes, learn more, empower yourself so that you can go shopping with confidence and design a space that looks uniquely you while having optimum flow. Check it out at BigDesignSmallBudget.com. So guys, before I launch into our storage frenemies segment, I wanted to let you know about a big contest I'm having. We sure could use a few more iTunes reviews. They help with visibility, they help spread the message about our show, and it's just nice to hear that you guys are enjoying what I'm putting out. So if you will go to iTunes between now and the end of December, December 31st, I am giving away two autographed copies of my book to two reviewers who leave reviews between today and the end of the year. The winners will be announced the first week of January, so head on over to iTunes.com, log in, and share your thoughts about Big Design, Small Budget. It really does help reach new listeners and keep our podcast afloat. Speaking of keeping our podcast afloat, thanks to all our VIP Premium members. You can support us and help offset our costs by heading to BigDesignSmallBudget.com and paying a paltry $3.99 a month or... $39.99 a year to support us and get lots of bonus content in addition to accessing our entire archive of 80 plus episodes. All right, now back to the show. All right, so storage frenemies. Let me tell you about storage that I just don't think works very well at all. My first storage frenemy are drawers. You're saying, Betsy, what the heck are you talking about? Drawers are awesome. They are awesome. But for anything other than clothes or anything other than items in a desk, I have a real problem with drawers. My clients think that drawers will be a great place to store paperwork. They think that drawers will be a great place to store random cords and things like that. Unless it's in a kitchen, unless it's in a desk, unless it's in your bedroom, I just don't advocate for drawers. Like in a bookshelf, they just tend to get filled with crap. Some clients really love a lot of drawers in the nightstand. I could see one, but more than one or two just gets filled with crap. People want in tables next to their sofa that have drawers. And let's keep it real. It's going to be the place where mail goes to die. Old magazines, catalogs. So I just find that drawers in places other than bedrooms, desks, and of course kitchens, turn out to be just junk storage. So keep that in mind when you're shopping. The other thing that I find to be problematic are cubbies without baskets or bins. So Ikea has this series, and there's a series at Land of Nod. There's a series on Target that have these square cubbies. At Ikea, it used to be called the Expedite, and now it's called the Calyx. And it can be a real game changer for some. I find that if you don't have bins for it, it turns into a big mess. It just doesn't hold things effectively other than books. So if you have those cubbies, make sure you get bins or baskets. Now, speaking of bins and baskets, they can also be problematic. I really dislike bins and baskets that are open weave Or that are open weave with no liner inside. Because things that you put in poke through. So for instance, if you're using one of those bins to store crayons and markers, they're going to poke through. To store scissors, they're going to poke through the holes. And it just winds up looking messier than if you had no bin at all. So open weave bins are not my favorite thing. I really don't want to see what's in there. The other thing that I have a problem with in terms of a storage frenemy are floating shelves. So many of my clients say, Betsy, let's get some floating shelves. I can put my extra books, my extra office supplies on the shelves. But floating shelves aren't meant to hold that much weight. Even if they literally can physically. Even if they're in the studs and can really stick to that wall no matter how much weight you throw on them. It looks visually precarious to have them chock-filled with heavy items. So I don't recommend putting floating shelves up for use as anything other than display. If you think you're going to get a lot of bang for your buck with storage, you're just wrong. The other thing that I don't like, a storage frenemy, are those shoe hangers over the door. You know, the ones with pockets and pouches on the other side. So many Pinterest boards will tell you that you can use those to organize your crafts. You can use those to organize your toiletries or your first aid kit. And certainly you could. But should you? They just look messy, junky. Typically, they look bulky. They don't allow the door to shut properly. I really don't care for any type of hooks or storage that fits over your door. Because I find that even if it does allow the door to close, oftentimes you'll create a gouge in your door from that hook up top. So even though it might seem like a good solution, and certainly it's an affordable solution, heck, they sell them at the dollar store, I don't think it's an effective one. Storage for enemies. So guys, this week is Thanksgiving. And I am giving thanks for all my premium members. I'm giving thanks for all my listeners. I'm so grateful that you've been with me for nearly two years now. Can you believe it? So I hope you and yours have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I'm going to be taking off next week, so there will be no podcast next week, so I can thoroughly enjoy my day of thanks and a few days thereafter. And guys, another big thing I have going on is a big sale. So Black Friday is coming up. Cyber Monday is coming up. And I am offering a big sale. So for this week only, I'm offering 20% off everything on my site. So if you go to affordableinteriordesign.com, you go to the shop page, you can see that I'm offering a masterclass. You can see that I'm offering design classes online. I have my interior design book. Every item you find on my shop page will be 20% off. So if you're thinking about Giving the gift of design, there's no better time to head on over. Use promo code SALE. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com. Use promo code SALE. Thanks so much, everyone. A big thanks to my producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the Embassy, the house band, and finally to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast. So I'll see you in two weeks, guys. Have a wonderful holiday. Bye.